Abby Crunch began to walk slowly as she turned into Dumble Street, market basket over her arm, trying not to look at the river, because she knew that once she saw it with the sun shining on it, she would begin to think about Link, to worry about Link, to remember Link as a little boy. A little boy? Yes, a little boy. Eight years old, diving from the dock, swimming in the river. She could hear the lapping of the water against the piling close at hand, and faint, far off, borne in shore on the wind, the crying of the gulls, the hoot of a tugboat, and she could smell the old familiar dampness from the river. And so, as usual, on a sunny morning, she could see herself in Francis Jackson, standing on Dock Street, a pushcart at the curb half concealing them. So they were peering over mounds of potatoes and kale and bunches of carrots and countless round heads of cabbage. She was short and fat, no, plump. Francis was tall and thin and bony. Francis was saying, look, look over there, and pointing, forcing her to look. She remembered how she had resented that dark brown forefinger, long, supple, seemingly jointless, which directed her glance, commanding her to look, and she was not wanting to look, but her eyes following the stretched out arm and the commanding forefinger. She saw Bill Hodd standing on the dock, wearing dark trunks, short dark swimming trunks, and nothing else. His chest, shoulders, arms, white by contrast with the trunks, shockingly naked because of the trunks. His straight black hair was wet, and he was running his hands through it, flattening it, making it smooth, sleek. She remembered, too, how she had thought, I have lost my mind, lost it, no control over it anymore, because she was genuinely surprised that his hair should lie so flat. She had somehow convinced herself that there would be horns on his head, something anyway that would show would indicate. She closed her eyes. The sunlight was unbearable. She was accustomed to darkness. Window shades always pulled down in the house. Draperies drawn, no lights turned on at night because she preferred darkness. Frances Jackson seemed all elbow that morning, tall, elbows everywhere. She poked at her. Open your eyes, Abby, Abby, Abby. Sunlight on the river, sunlight on Bill Hod, sunlight on her own face, or so she thought, hurting her eyes, hurting her face, so she kept her eyes closed. She heard Link's voice, a child's voice, light, high in pitch, excitement in his voice, and something else, affection. She opened her eyes and saw Link dive from the dock, dive down into the river. She wanted to stop him. It wasn't safe. He didn't know how to swim. She couldn't stand any more sudden shocks. He was so little. The river was so wide and so deep, so treacherous. Then he was swimming, going farther and farther away, his head like the head of a small dog, head held up out of the water, moving farther and farther away. She said, no! Bilhad yelled, hey, 
you, come on back. Bass voice, arrogant, domineering voice. The tone of his voice, just the tone was an insult. Voice that she could never forget, could hear, even in her sleep. The head, the small head kept moving away, always moving away, farther and farther, out toward the middle of the river, growing smaller, like the head of a newborn puppy now, then out of sight. No, still there, but still moving away. Bill Hodge shouted, wind carrying the voice back toward the pushcart, back toward Francis Jackson and Abigail Crunch, rage in the voice. If I have to haul you out of there, come back. <laughs>